Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Welcome to the show. It's a good news day, and I'll give you some great news. We're going to turn this around. I'm not just talking. You see, when you study science, one of the things you have to cultivate is a really good sense of how to find the truth. Because when the stakes are high, you just can't talk. And what you're noticing, if you're on our team, is that people have opinions about which way this thing's going to go. Biden, Trump, people believe both sides are lying, both sides are exaggerating, and I'm sure all of this is true. Even when people are sincere, they don't want to give you bad news, or they don't want to give you good news. None of this helps anybody. And if you're trying to find out what is going on, it leaves you in the middle of nowhere. You'd have to have the time to do the research. And of course, that word has been relegated to something it was never meant to be. People think research is about doing Google searches. Well, first of all, you can't trust Google. Google's censored. And so if there was an alternate opinion to make you think otherwise, how would you get it from Google? So we're coming up with solutions. There's DuckGoGo, and then there's BitChute and you're going to see this evolve wonderfully if you don't know about it. Look into that because search engines are evolving that are trustworthy, that do not censor. And whether Congress does it enough, with whether Congress passes the kind of laws we need to guarantee free press, the market, until we become fully Marxist, is going to allow us to evolve these things through private enterprise. And this is, of course, what's happening, and this is where you should look. Those of you in business for yourself should start thinking, especially if you're in certain types of businesses, should start thinking about platforming yourself with search engines like DuckGoGo, with BitChute, with ProtonMail, and you're going to see these things grow to the point where you won't feel left out by alternate sources. Of course, the show is way beyond that the show today is about in my sense of the truth what Sidney Powell had to say on Lou Dobbs now get to the website straighttalk.cc and this is my point you can listen to Glenn Beck and you can listen to Rush Limbaugh and you can listen to Hannity and you can listen to Larry Elder you can listen to Mark Levin you can listen to this you can listen to that if you want my two cents and you should you listen to Sidney Powell because you see she lives in Reelsville. She's not a journalist. She's the lawyer that did the miracle with General Flynn. With so much corruption against her and her legal team that what was his name? Emmett Sullivan, the hoodlum, 
wouldn't even honor the verdict. So Sidney Powell's in Reelsville, and you may have missed this clip, rather than tell you about it and risk that you don't actually get on and listen, I'm going to play it for you. This is Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn's attorney. Michael Flynn owes her big time, and so does the rest of America. And guess who's on the case to determine whether or not there was real election fraud. Listen, I'm like you, but I'll tell you one thing. I don't feel any better listening to conservatives rah-rah the game. I look for people who work with an iron fist. Listen to this woman. Just listen to this woman and feel good. Feel good. This is Lou Dobbs in the interview. Against the company, it's uh, software or machines. Your reaction? disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company it's uh, software disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company it's uh, software or machines of course the software programs that were used to determine who got what vote were imported overseas from governments that had used them like the Chavez government down in South America. And the governors in various states in the United States backed the purchase of these software machines, these software programs to count votes. This ain't a joke. This is not some rah-rah coming from me or Sidney Powell or Steve Bannon. This is rock hard. And this is going to go, thank God, to the Supreme Court. And that is where this election will get turned around. Listen to this woman talk. Your reaction? Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase in other countries, including this one. You see, here's the thing. This thing about false dominion, you, you can hear this anywhere. It's not my point. I wouldn't waste your time or mine putting this on my show. My point to you is, I'm telling you, I am putting my stamp on this. Because this is Sidney Powell. This isn't Giuliani. This isn't Rush Limbaugh. This isn't Hannity. This isn't Glenn Beck. This isn't Bill O'Reilly. This isn't Larry Elder. This isn't Mark Levin. This is a person deep in prosecution. That's the difference. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and, and China has a role in it also. So if you want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering... Staggering statistical evidence. See, when this woman talks, my brain relaxes. Did you hear what she said? If she didn't have staggering statistical evidence, being neck deep in legality, having made her bones long before General Flynn, and as of recently General Flynn, she would not say staggering statistical evidence. I can't trust anybody else in my camp when they say we got them. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't think it means a lot to anybody. I think too often the rhetoric is rhetoric. It's reduced to good intention. And you don't want to criticize people with good intention. 
if somebody's going to rah-rah the conservative side and Donald Trump, can you blame them? Would you criticize a friend for talking out the bleep bleep because he wanted to say something nice? Right. That's not my point. But it doesn't leave you feeling good. This is the kind of data you got to be accumulating. This is what I relax behind. And this is how I formulated my perspectives in medicine from the same type of bedrock. Listen. Testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night and stopped counting, those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look. She's saying we have a direct proportion between the states that shut down. Something that's also been denied, which you can't deny in court, they're going to lose. The states that shut down midstream, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., there is a directly proportional relationship to the software glitches. And that's what she's talking about. That's powerful. That is very, very powerful circumstantial evidence that's going to turn in, in addition to sworn testimony that she referred to earlier, in addition to then people simply counting. Look at and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems, surprisingly enough. Hunter Biden type graft to line their own pockets by getting a voting machine in that would either make sure their election was successful or they got money for their family from it. All right, I'm going to stop it there. Get on the website that's straighttalk.cc or just go on YouTube. Sidney Powell on Lou Dobbs, the battle for the White House the other day. And I'm going to move on. I put another clip. I'm not going to go through it on the show, but get to the website. That's Senator Lankford, L-A-N-K Lankford, being interviewed on OAN America Online News. You should subscribe to them. They certainly see things from both sides. And Lankford is basically stating now they're starting to get specific allegations so they're understanding how the cheating was done it's not just the software it's double voting it's people that have been dead for years who are still in the voting system and those voted counted a certain way the list is getting longer and longer and longer with specificity the affidavits taken are getting bigger and bigger with specificity and the biggest of it all is the software melee and it's the software melee that's counting for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of votes that were inappropriately cast. And if you look at the margins in the various states of contention, they're very small margins. And this is why now I'll go to Bannon. And I'm not going to put Bannon on, but you want to get to know Steve Bannon if you haven't. He's not a frontline guy, but he is the Sidney Powell in the Trump team. Because Bannon is a whole other level. And what I mean is, is some people, and if you think about it, you'll get my point. Some people are just very good at going into systems that are broken and finding out what's what and making them work. And that's Bannon. It's, he's a renaissance man. Uh, you know, there was a documentary 
a number of years ago on Bobby Fischer. The, remember the chess star, Bobby Fischer? And what he used to say is, you know, people say, I'm a chess genius. Bobby Fischer's a chess genius. And Fischer, in this documentary, he's in Iceland at the time, says, they're all wrong. I'm not Bobby Fischer, the chess genius. I'm the genius Bobby Fischer who likes to play chess. You see? A difference. I'm not Bobby Fischer, the chess genius. I'm the genius named Bobby Fischer who likes to play chess. And it's a very important point here because when you find people like that and you hire them to straighten it out, they will straighten it out. Steve Bannon is behind this. Steve Bannon, if you go on Breitbart and you listen to him talk, he will relax you on this insanity. He will relax you. Rush Limbaugh cannot relax you. God bless him. Glenn Beck will not relax you. Bill O'Reilly will not relax you. Most of our conservative commentators have a percentage of them that is not on the inside. Nor are they listening to the inside. And on that basis, when you listen to them, yeah, it's a rah-rah and it feels good. And then you can just look to your friend and say, gee, this is going to get turned around and we'll all live happily ever after. But it doesn't work that way. I observe it doesn't work that way. You're not relaxed behind this because you're not listening to people who really, really, really know. Sidney Powell and Steve Bannon. And both of them are saying, this isn't an if. It's not a maybe. It's not a but. It's in the bag. And it's like Bannon says, trust the system. This is going to get litigated over time. And it won't be next week. It won't be the week after. But before Inauguration Day, this is going to get settled. And if you want my two cents, and I could be wrong about this, this I could be wrong about, it's going to get settled in the Supreme Court. All right, let's move to other topics for today. But get on the website. That's straighttalk.cc. All right, Sweden. Go to the top of the website here, and if you can't do that, if you're just driving, I'm talking about Worldometer. Worldometer. All right, Worldometers, if you want to pronounce it that way. Worldometer. I've had Worldometer, the website, on my show so many times, basically talking about the statistics when I felt it was worth looking into. Well, I haven't done that in a few months because it hasn't been worth looking into. But of course, we're in the second wave. If you don't believe me, just ask our governor, Gavin Newsom, or the beloved Dr. Fauci, or the CDC. By the way, has Dr. Burks been kidnapped or something? Where is Dr. Burks? Does anyone know where she went? I don't. I haven't heard a thing. She just vanished. You can't find her quoting anything. Except there was one interesting thing that occurred numerous occasions. Dr. Burks occasionally would say, I can't believe, in so many words, how twisted the CDC is on this whole COVID thing. I remember two distinct occasions where she made off-the-cuff remarks about how, really, she was disgusted by how these numbers were being tabulated. And now, where is Dr. Burks? Not sure, but I want to throw it out there, because don't you think it's kind of weird that she's just, like, vanished? Go find out where she's gone. Can't be good. There's a reason. 
Czech world dominer. Let's go to Sweden. Here's the point. Sweden is now under attack once again. Sweden proved that outside of the melee of the first month or two of COVID, where people in old age homes were sitting there like dead ducks, mixed together, not protected, and this virus was way worse than the flu, was where we should have put our resources. It's like Nut Wachowski said in the beginning. You want to put your resources somewhere, put it into the people over 70, 75, 80 who are sitting there in non-ambulatory states in geriatric homes. Put your money there to protect those people, but don't close the schools. All you did is collapse the market by making sure people couldn't go out and earn a living, and that's for openers. Wachowski, Ioannidis, Katz, Jay Bacharya, Sinetra Gupta, they're all part of the Barrington Doctrine now, and they all said this from day one. This virus is not going to hit kids. Sweden was one of the few countries that really took it that way. And thanks to Tegnell, the guy that makes the decisions in Sweden, thanks to my favorite, Johan Gesek, he's kind of the mentor, in a sense, of Tegnell, or he's one of the senior members. He's been connected to the World Health Organization. Sweden said, we're not closing our schools. Sweden said, we're not doing mandatory lockdowns. We're not closing our businesses. Sweden said, we're not even taking our face masks. We're not mandating face masks. Sweden proved to us Minus the first month or two with the geriatric case. And Sweden is arguing this way now, in hindsight, that their decision statistically was sound. But of course, it's getting colder. Gee. And what's happening? There are more people going to the hospital. Why? Because when it gets colder, more people get sick. And what happens when more people get tested, as is now what? Protocol in every hospital throughout the United States. If you go in there for toenail fungus, you are tested for COVID. And what has this virus been doing, like every epidemiologist worth a darn said it would do for months now, if not decades of studying viruses? The virus is going to spread. There's nothing you can do to stop the spread of a virus. Nothing. Nada. Unless you want to basically put yourself in a bubble or go live in Siberia, Antarctica, or somewhere in the woods a hundred miles away from everyone else, including animals. Then you can stop a virus with a RO like coronavirus. The point is it will spread. So how would you increase caseload in a way that would skew reality? You would basically capitalize on the fact that cause when it gets cold, more people get sick and go to the hospital. I don't mean sick just from COVID. I mean the total number of entries into hospitals as it gets colder, especially for infection, will increase. And as it increases, since everyone's being tested, what do you think is going to happen to the number of people who test positive? That's on record. It's going to go up. That's what's happening in the United States today. That's what's happening in Sweden. This is a statistical skewing. There is a statistical, there is an execution of reality, meaning there are people in a fantasy about what's going on now because they don't understand how to analyze statistics. 
And the statistical reality is it gets cold, more people get sick from everything, therefore more people get tested, therefore you will see the case numbers go up. Because disproportionate to the increase in cases are the number of deaths. And that, of course, is being chalked off to, oh, well, we're so good at treating it now. Uh-uh. I see units deaths are not increasing proportionately to caseloads. We went through this in the summer. Now, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, and many of you won't, please listen to my shows. Not for me. Listen for yourself. Because I've tried to give you a sense of how to understand over the months now. This is month number eight. Over the months about how to understand what's really going on and how you are getting the screw. So, once again, it's getting colder. More people are getting tested. That's all that's going on. And of course, our media, from Satan they are, is turning this into the next wave. The one that Bill Gates predicted way back in the summer. Now... Why do more people get sick in the winter? If we have a flu season, like a COVID season, why do more people get sick other than why do more people get go to the hospital to test positive? Why does that happen? Well, in physical chemistry, so now I'm going to switch. Let's just be devil's advocate here. Let's say... When it gets cold, more people get sick. What's the one thing that happens as it gets colder? Your vitamin D levels drop, right? Wrong! That's why you listen to this show. You listen to this show because I straighten it out for you. And yes, the current miasm is, of course, as it gets colder, vitamin D levels drop because people don't go out as much. This is... 2% of it. The reason people get sick as it gets colder is because they don't get sun. Different. You see? Oh, listen, listen. I don't have to go out in the sun. I just take vitamin D. I order it from my local health food store. They drop it off, stuff it in an envelope, and push it under the rug. And so I don't need to go out. You see... That's not reality, and this is the lie of it. It's not vitamin D. It's the sun of which vitamin D is one measurable component. Vitamin D is one measurable component of why you are not going to have health unless in the early morning your pupils are soaking up God's sunlight. That's the point, and that's the point I want to drive home with you Number one, because those UVs, those wavelengths that you're supposed to take in go right into the belly of your brain. Yes, hypothalamus pituitary pineal, and they tell the immune system what to do. So don't listen to this bogus bozo nonsense about how you take your vitamin D and yes, now you've compensated yourself for a cold winter's day. This is a very tiny fraction of why. 
you should go and get sunlight. Sunlight does things we understand that are beyond the scope of this discussion. Sunlight does things we don't have a science to comprehend, which is beyond the scope of most discussions between most people. You have to get into the guts of quantum physics and have conversations with guys like Schrodinger, Tesla, Planck, and Einstein to even have a glimpse into what the sun does when you're lying there in the morning. But I can reduce this to one simple argument. Let me ask you a question if you're sick. If you're sick right now with cancer, if you're sick right now with heart disease, if you're sick right now with COVID, if you're sick right now with the flu, or if you're sick with whatever you're sick with, physically, mentally, spiritually, or otherwise, suppose you just go to the ocean and lie on the sand in the sun, bundle up if you need to, and let that sun soak into your face and your skin. How does it make you feel? And if you can't tell me it makes me feel like I'm kissing God, like I'm talking to the Lord, then I suggest you clean your bowels and flush your gallbladder and wake the heck up. Because there's something wrong if you can't appreciate God's gift every single morning. Now, I'm telling you, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. I'm telling you there's more, there's more science in that statement there is in all of Dr. Fauci's brains and articles. Because once again, he's wrong. This is not a second wave to be alarmed by. This is not a second wave that should necessitate stricter counter lockdown measures. This is a second wave that comes every single season it gets colder. And if Sweden is any worse off in the last few weeks, it's because have you ever been to winter in Sweden? All right. I think I drilled that through your head. Get on there. Look at World Dominator. Here's Sweden. By the way, if you look at Italy, here's another great statistic. Italy now has 44,000 deaths this year to COVID. Look it up yourself. The 2017-2018 flu in Italy took 60,000. Now, you do this yourself. You pass that statistic on to your liberal friends who are being, who are being deceived who are too either afraid, ignorant, or just stubborn to look at statistics. But Italy, right, which is the country that started all this, so to speak, right? Italy, to date, has 44,683 known deaths to COVID. How true that is, who knows? But that's the number they're quoting. Italy, just check it. 2017-2018 flu had 60,000 deaths. The flu still killed more people than COVID has in that state and in all of Southern Europe. Weigh that against everything else I've said, and I got to go. We'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.